Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Rich for Friendly Life podcast, where we help organize our clients' lives so well that they tell us that it allows them to live a rich, fulfilling life. Thank you for subscribing and continuing to listen to my podcast. And if you're new here, consider subscribing. Let's get started. Hi everyone, my name is Saad Nadeem and welcome to your Rich Fulfilling Life channel. In this video, I will go over the three biggest financial mistakes I've seen people make over the past three to four months that are absolutely detrimental to their wealth. The number one financial mistake that I have witnessed amongst all the people that I've spoken to over the past three to four months is trying to time the markets. As we all know by now that the markets took a nosedive in March and April only to come back so strong by July that the NASDAQ is actually up for the year and the other major indexes are just hovering around 0% for the year. I spoke to so many people who were too scared to invest any money on the way down and then as usual they also missed the markets coming back up. If this was your situation and this was your first time dealing with something like this then it's okay because we can't go back in time to change anything or fix anything but what we can do is to make sure that we learn from this process and the biggest thing that we're gonna learn from this process is the fact that we can never time the markets because our emotions will always get the best of us so one of the things that I did for my clients is that we put a proper plan in place to ensure that we can benefit from the ups and downs of the market and one way to do that is let's say for example you had a hundred grand sitting in cash that needed to be invested so rather than trying to time the markets and figure out where the bottom of the market is instead of doing that what we did was we built a proper plan where we were going to invest in the markets regardless of the ups and downs of the markets so in one particular case we took that hundred thousand dollars and divided it up by two months so we were investing about twelve thousand five hundred dollars every week regardless of what was going on so the markets going up or down it didn't really matter because by the time we were done investing the entire hundred thousand dollars looking back at it those funds are up at least 15 to 20 percent for this year alone it's a more sophisticated way and quite a rational way to get your feet wet in volatile markets. Instead of trying to pinpoint where the bottom of the market is so you can invest that $100,000 all at once. I would say that this is definitely a key advantage of working with a financial planner because I am not making emotional decisions regarding your money. My goal is to ensure that my clients make the most amount of money in the most tax efficient way possible. So setting up automatic investment plans was a pretty good idea for a lot of my clients who had quite a bit of cash sitting on the sidelines. Speaking of tax efficient, this brings me to the second biggest financial mistake I've seen during this pandemic, which is not spending the proper amount of time looking over all of your assets to ensure that they are as tax efficient as possible. In his 1989 letter to his shareholders, Warren Buffett explains the enormous negative impact taxes have on your wealth beautifully. He wrote, imagine that Berkshire had only $1, which we put in a security that doubled by year end and was then sold. Imagine further that we use the after-tax proceeds to repeat this process in each of the next 19 years, scoring a double every time. 
At the end of the 20 years, the 34% capital gains tax, well, I'm glad the capital gains tax now is 25%, but I digress. Um, he wrote, at the end of the 20 years, the 34% capital gains tax that we would have paid on the profits from each sale would have delivered about $13,000 to the government, and we would be left with about $25,250. Not bad. If, however, we made a single fantastic investment that itself doubled 20 times during the 20 years, our dollar would grow to $1,048,576. Were we then to cash out, we would pay the same 34% capital gains tax of roughly $356,500 and be left with about $692,000. The sole reason for this staggering difference in results, he explains, is in the timing of tax payments. Interestingly, the government would gain from scenario two in exactly the same 27 to one ratio as in scenario number one, taking in taxes of $356,500 versus $13,000. Although, admittedly he wrote it would the government would have to wait a lot longer to receive its money in scenario number two so yes having your investments in the most tax efficient structure matters and one way to do that currently is by using what's called a spousal loan strategy I did make a video on this recently so if you are interested in watching that click on this link right here that'll come up and I'll also post a video about the spousal loan strategy at the end of this video for you to watch finally the third biggest financial mistake I've seen people make over the past three to four months is making emotional decisions. We, as humans, are emotional creatures. There is absolutely nothing we can do about that. And we get even more emotional when we put either family or money into the mix. Emotional decisions regarding money are absolutely detrimental to one's wealth. So rather than making emotional decisions regarding your money, try some of these tips to help you make rational decisions. Number one, use a pros and cons list. This one never fails to help put logic into place. So if you have a major financial decision that you need to take, then take out the good old pen and paper and start writing down all the pros and cons regarding your decision. In a lot of cases, this will be enough. However, sometimes you may have to make some complicated decisions that may require quite a lot of variables. If that's the case, then call up your financial planner and speak to them about what you are hoping to accomplish, what are all the variables, and they should be able to take all of that information and plug it into their planning software to give you a pretty realistic outcome. So for example, whenever my clients are going to make a major financial decision, their first call is always to me. Why? Because what's that saying? Um, Men lie, women lie, numbers don't? Exactly. I want to look at what they are trying to accomplish in a non-emotional, rational way. Humans have a tendency to only look at the information that supports their end decision that they have in mind. But building their scenario in their financial life plan where we can look at their decision from a tax perspective, their expected rate of return, 
how this decision will impact their future, and most importantly, is this the most efficient use of their funds? If the numbers state yes, then yeah, for sure, let's do it. But upon analyzing the scenario, sometimes we say no because maybe it doesn't look as good as we initially thought, or maybe we just think of something else. This is the level of service your financial planner should be providing to you. I am here to help my clients. And with my practice specifically, I'm here to help my clients live a rich, fulfilling life in the most tax efficient way possible. So if you are interested in having an honest conversation where we have a chat about you and your unique situation to see if we can organize your financial life so well that you too can live a rich, fulfilling life, then please click on the honest conversation link below because I look forward to speaking to you. If you found this episode helpful or knowledgeable, please do share this episode with just one other person who you feel would benefit from this episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Once again, my name is Saad Nadeem. Thank you for listening and continue to strive to live your rich, fulfilling life.